continue hearing the story of the people of Israel as they start to form into a community and start to move into other territories. And so we're in Joshua 24 at the first verse. 
Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your ancestors, Terah and his sons Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates and served other gods. They took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac. And to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. And I gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. Now therefore revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now that you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living. But for me and my household, I will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us out, brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery and who did those great signs in our sight. And he protected us along the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples and the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done, to you, done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. And he said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you, and incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and we will obey him. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and they made statutes and ordinances for them at Shechem. Now this text today from Matthew is odd. Parable that Jesus tells that many people don't really know, have trouble interpreting what he was trying to say. So we'll give it a shot today. But this is Matthew 25, starting at the first verse. The kingdom of heaven will be like this. 
Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out and meet him. And then, then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do any of y'all know any of them people that are always prepared for everything? You know who I'm talking about? You need a, you need a half a cup of sugar and you know that you can go and get it from them right away because they'll have it. Nothing in their lives goes unplanned. Every second to the detail. Organized. Perfect. Can't handle a change in the schedule. Everything planned to the T. You know those people? Those people are annoying. I am the president of an organization that has a process for initiating new members. And the person who's in charge of the new members one month called me five different times. She was planning everything. What color rose should I have? What color tablecloth should I have? Where's the book? Who needs to sign it? What color pen will they sign it in? She was planning ahead and planning ahead, and it was exhausting to me. My mother, I asked the sweet woman, to bake cookies for another church that I'm working with. They're having cookies around the world, and she's going to make baklava and Greek, Greek cookies for this thing. Yesterday, it's not for another four weeks, and I asked her two weeks ago. But yesterday, she had me go and buy butter for it so that she could be sure and make the cookies. Plan ahead. Be prepared. You should know that your church secretary, Janice Karenbauer, already has most of the stuff she needs to do for Christmas done. That is not annoying to me. 
I'm very grateful for that. It's one of the things that makes her so very good at her job and so very grateful that we have her here. But you know these people, these people that always plan ahead, right? Do you also know these people? People who always want to talk to you about the end of times and what's going to happen when Jesus comes. You know, my new roommate is from farther down in the state. And she has a friend who that's all she wants to talk about. What's going to happen at the end of times? When are the end of times coming? Who's going to survive the end of times? What's it going to look like when Jesus comes back again? These people are annoying. And I'm not going to take that one back. Because here's the thing I know about this. And Jesus even says it here. You won't know the time or the place that I come back again. And people spend lots and lots of energy worrying about this. Turn on some, just just to get a sense of what they're doing. Turn on some of the really greatly known TV evangelists. And listen to them talk about what you need to do to be ready when Jesus comes back again. Let me just tell you two things about that. One... One of the things you do not need to do is worry about that. And two, the other thing you do not need to do is send that guy a million dollars so that when Jesus comes back, your life is right with Jesus. Because that's annoying too. Jesus in this text today says we have to be prepared. And that there are people who won't be when he returns. But what the heck does it mean when he says, you have to be prepared for my return for the good of the kingdom of heaven? I don't know. But I know this. The kingdom of heaven is about care of the widow and orphan. Feeding the sick, feeding, attending the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked. Living right and following the prophecies that have come before. And knowing Jesus will return and be the Lord and Savior of this earth and the kingdom of heaven. How do we prepare for that? The traditional interpretation of this text is we prepare for that by doing good works. We do the stuff that Jesus says. We care for the widow and orphan and we tend the sick. And we we clothe the naked and we feed the hungry. The things that we are to do to be prepared are the things that Jesus says in Matthew when he 
describes the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed is the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Your reward in heaven is great. If you are prepared, do the good works that Jesus asks us to do and live as if the kingdom is here now. Where the poor in spirit are blessed, where those who mourn are blessed, where the meek, the hungry, and the thirsty, the, merci- the, those, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers are blessed. This is the kingdom of heaven. Be prepared. Amen.